0: Baylor will beat Cincinnati. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another episode of Locked On Baylor brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. I'm your host, Cam Stewart, and can't you feel it? Can you feel it? Yes. We are one day away from another exciting Saturday of Baylor Bears football. I'm feeling it, man. I'm ready to go. It's been two weeks. I'm just going to ignore that last Saturday was the most peaceful Saturday I've had in months. Because I am ready for some Big 12 football, baby. Baylor Cincinnati first meeting ever between the Bears and the Bearcats in what some are calling the Queen City. I'm not going to call it that. I'm just going to call it Cincinnati. Maybe Cincy, if I'm feeling cool. Do people in Cincinnati call it Cincy? Because I am I am sensitive to that. because I know some of you think my hometown is Beantown. That's not correct. No one in Boston has ever called it that, ever. So I'm sensitive to it. If it's not Cincy, maybe I just shouldn't say it. Maybe I just shouldn't say Cincy. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Baylor Bears, Cincinnati Bearcats, Saturday. 11 a.m. Central time. That's where all the big games go. And I'm here to tell you why Baylor is going to beat Cincinnati and move to 3-4 and on the year. I know. It's crazy. And I know a lot of people aren't thinking that, aren't believing that. But Baylor's bad. Cincinnati, also bad. Maybe not as bad, but also bad. Okay? The Bearcats have been out of their depth in the Big 12 with the big boys. To be fair, Baylor's been kind of out of depth this year too. but. At least we have a conference win. Cincinnati does not. Does not. They've lost four in a row. All in the conference. They are still waiting for Big 12 win number one. and They certainly did not get it their last time out against Iowa State. Look, they had a bye week before. They had a home game against Iowa State who was coming off some momentum. The big win against TCU. And Cincinnati had a 7-3 lead in that game and then just got pummeled like American history X face curb stomp 30 to 10 at home. So maybe you say, well, Cam, they're coming in upset. PO, they're ready to play again, or they've lost their fourth straight game and not even a bye week and hosting Iowa state could salvage them. I'm going with the latter. And look, the numbers have not been great. Please allow me to pull this up here, okay? I'm going to start with Cincinnati's quarterback, Emory Jones, who can get out of the pocket, by the way, which is something that Dave Aranda's defenses have never been good at containing, even at their best. Excuse the Caleb Williams game, 2021. They, they bottled him up. But Emery Jones, Cincinnati quarterback, can get out of the pocket. Now, that said, he's thrown eight picks this year. Yeah. Take that, you Blake Shapen haters. Eight picks this year. Seven of them in the conference in this four-game losing streak. Seven of them. So he is just throwing the ball all over the place. And yet with that, Scott Satterfield, Cincinnati's head coach, said he gives us the best chance to win. Brilliant, Scotty. Because I think he might give us the best chance to win. Tossing the ball all around. This is exactly what this Baylor defense needs. They need a quarterback who's just going to throw them a couple. (laughs) Because they they need to force some turnovers in the worst kind of way. And you could sense in Scott Satterfield's, uh, in his presser this week, that it was not, it's not the most confident bunch over there. Even with a winnable game at home facing a team like Baylor. And they, this defense too. So I've talked about the offense which is giving the ball away and obviously giving some short fields in there. The defense is not anything to write home about either. I'm just going to bring up some more stats here. I'm a stats guy. Stats don't lie. Um, (laughs) Cincinnati offense is averaging 14 points a game, which is slightly higher than Baylor (laughs) in the Big 12, I should say. Um, And they're giving up over 260 passing yards a game and 360 total yards a game. I know. listen to how bad that is. Big man, our foster dog, hates it. And so does Tara, too. It sounds like she's uh, getting into it, too. Um, So Emory Jones can get out of the pocket, okay? 350 yards and three touchdowns on the year. That's including the sacks in there. So, yeah, not terrific, but he can get out of the pocket. And since the Big 12 started, he's thrown for 587 and four TDs. But again, those five interceptions. Now, Corey Kiner is someone I'll talk about in the next segment. He is the guy to look out for on the Cincinnati offense. So this is a team that is under a first-year head coach in Scott Satterfield and is very turnover-prone. And the other advantage that I think Baylor has is they're playing at Nippert Stadium. Nipp, Nipp, Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati, which is actually one of the oldest college football stadiums in the country. It's ugly, and so is their campus. But Baylor has two wins on the year, and half of them have been on the road, baby. Yeah, one and zero on the road this year at UCF. I got a little sentimental in the build-up to that game, and I certainly did after that game in saying that maybe that is exactly what this team needs. I did a whole episode yesterday talking about Dave Aranda and how the fan base is is done with him. I'm not necessarily done; they're done. And I understand why. And it has been nothing but toxicity and chaos around this program and in Waco and in McLean Stadium this year. And that's understandable. The team's not winning. And we're kind of getting sick of it. I'm not blaming the fans on that one. But I'm saying it might be a more conducive environment to be on the road where everyone's still against you, but at least they're wearing the other team's colors. At least they're not going to class with you every day. At least they're not sitting next to your parents and at least (laughs) they're not asking you about it on the way out and at Whataburger later that night and on the way to class that week, you're still going to have the class thing because you're going to come home. But it is a little bit of an us against the world mentality, which clearly they did buy into in that UCF game. You saw it in the post-game celebrations. And they earned those celebrations, even in a regular season win. It was very much like a how-do-you-like-me-now type of win. Now, that needs to translate into more wins, which it did not, against Tech and a golden opportunity to. But now you're on the road again. You're in a place you've never been. It's not going to be this crazy atmosphere like you had last year at BYU in a game you lost or at Tech in a game you won. It's going to be a 11 a.m. kickoff atmosphere against a fan base that is also going through it for straight losses. And the people that you'll have in green and gold are those that will probably never say a bad word about you, which is great in this sense. So that being said, a Baylor team that needs to start creating some turnovers on defense and an offense that sounds like it's going to be shaken up a little bit. I know we heard that before last game, but they're kind of getting desperate. They need to shake it up a little bit. And with your quarterback in a hot hand passing the ball and coming off a bye week and being road warriors that my friends, that is why Baylor is going to beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati on Saturday tomorrow. But then again, this season has been a tough one for us Baylor fans and It is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we are going through it, and that's why I'm here to talk to you today about BetterHelp, a sponsor of today's video, okay? BetterHelp is the way for you to get the help you need and the way you need it, however you need it. It is so convenient, and what it is, it's bringing you the best online telehealth that you can have. So, I I mean, I go to therapy all the time. I need it. I didn't take my pills today, so it was not a great day for me, okay? and I have been moving around in my life. There have been times where I have a crazy work schedule, like right now, where I can't necessarily get into an office for an hour, for even an hour a week, but it's still worth it for me. So that's why I use something like BetterHelp to get online and get the help I need. And I know it's not an easy thing to talk about. I kind of make a joke about it for my way to cope, but this is serious, y'all. And if you ask me, we all need therapy. And this is a way to bring it to you easy to find people in your area and to find online help. And they are going to make sure that it works for you. If you go to one set one session and it doesn't work and you're not gelling with the person, that's perfectly OK. That is not your fault. It's not their fault. It's just how therapy is, y'all. And better help is going to find you again that better help. So I have benefited from it. That's why I'm still here. And that's why I'm still talking to you guys and can put on a nice, bright, happy face every day. Not because I just go to therapy, but because they help me and give me that smile on my face. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, BetterHelp is the perfect way to do it. It's entirely online. It's it's totally designed to be convenient and flexible and it fits your schedule. That is the number one reason maybe. I just made that up. Why people don't go to therapy. It doesn't fit their schedule. It's tough to talk about and it doesn't fit your schedule. Well, here, we're giving it to you online and it fits in a time that works for you. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist that's going to work for you and you can switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. So make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, locked on college. Don't wait around anymore. This is your opportunity. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. And yes, I definitely understand the irony in saying that, but FanDuel is designed to make it so you don't hate gambling. Uh, And right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet with America's number one sports book. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And they make it easy for you. I've talked about it all the time. I am not good at betting because I'm not very smart. You guys listen to me every day. You should know that. But FanDuel is what makes it easier for me to make those picks. And if you've been thinking about joining it and getting in on this game like all your friends are, there's no better time to get in on the action right now. It's so easy to use. There's so many things you can bet on. And this is the best time of year for sports, in my opinion. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on for those benefits. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and official partner of the National Football League. All right, I hate lying to you guys, but I might have just done it. Is Baylor going to win tomorrow? I don't know. In fact, I'm going to give you why Baylor's not going to win tomorrow. Reason number one, they're not a very good football team. And there hasn't been much, and there definitely wasn't anything in the Tech game that was like, At least if if they just figure out this one thing, they're good in this phase, so it'll patch together and they'll have a complete effort. I can't say that to you. I'd be lying to you. I don't like lying to you. I'm just going through a lot of thoughts and emotions. You heard the better help read. I'm going through it. So I think they're going to win and they're going to lose. But right now, they're not good in any facet of the game. Offense, defense, special teams, offensive line, defensive line, running the football, stopping the run. None of that are they good at. And that is concerning. And I think the number one statistical reason, football reason here that you can see on the field is they cannot stop the run. They just can't do it. In fact, I don't really know how they did it in the latter stages of that game against UCF. They did stop the pass a little bit too. It's not like they were totally running out the clock, but I just don't know how they got there. And Corey Kiner for Cincinnati is a good player. He's a good player. I'm trying to bring up the stats here. It's not working. Uh, Corey Kiner, 434 yards on the year. A couple touchdowns. Doesn't jump off the page at you, right? Well, that's because they're losing a lot. And so they can't run the football too much. Now, if they get ahead against Baylor, that's going to be easy pickings for them to keep running the ball and keep running that clock. You saw it against Tech. I know Tech has the best running back in the conference, I think, in Taj Brooks. But Kiner, actually, statistically, is not that far off. He's really not. I mean, I say the numbers don't jump off the page, but he's halfway through the season and he's at 434 yards. So he's basically on pace for a thousand yard season. And that is the mark of a good running back. And he's going to hit that, especially um, with a nice potential pillow game against Baylor uh, to really pad those stats. And until Baylor can contain the outside and just have some freaking muscle on that defense and smack somebody in the mouth, even if it's me, then I can't say, yeah, they're going to stop the run and they're going to get more possessions. They're going to win the time of possession battle. I can't say that. And they actually were pretty much even with Tech in the time of possession battle. But as I said in that post game, the reason why is because Tech was scoring quickly, (laughs) which was obviously not a great alternative. So Cincinnati is going to try to run the ball both with their running back and their quarterback. He's mainly a scramble, get out of the pocket kind of guy, but he's got some agility. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do see some design quarterback runs because that is all about containing the edge. And again, Baylor cannot do that. The other thing they can't really do is they can't run the ball, mainly for the same reason of why Cincinnati has not had great, great rushing numbers, good rushing numbers, better than Baylor but because they're behind in every game and they fall behind early in every single game. I went over that in in the postgame against Tech. I'm not going to rehash that. You've seen it too. They fall behind every single week. They dig themselves a hole and that is not conducive to running the football. And in terms of what Dave said this week about switching up the offense a little bit and the throw setting up the run, is doable. I think it's absolutely doable, especially in today's football. You see it a lot in the NFL, but I don't think that is going to be conducive to Baylor because they can't pass protect. Blake can do a lot back there. He does a lot on his own, but if he doesn't have time to get out there, can't do much, can't do much. And Cincinnati defends well against the run. So if you're taking that out of the game once again, you're going to see what Baylor's been putting out there on the field all season long, and that's probably a loss. And to flip what I said in, se- in segment one, because you pick whichever one you believe, Cincinnati's pissed off coming into this game. They've lost four in a row. They got absolutely dominated the last time out, and they're playing at home again, and they're saying, this is a team we should beat. You know, they think we suck. Our fans think we suck. These guys suck. That's what they're thinking in that locker room. And that it is time to get some pride, get that first Big 12 win, potentially move towards a bowl season, which is a tall order for Cincinnati as well. And we're going to smack them in the mouth. I know I keep using that term, but they're playing at home. Baylor's got to travel. They've never been to Cincinnati. They don't like going to that upper Midwest. Ask all those guys that play in Morgantown, they don't like it and it's an 11 am game and there's no juice in the place. So that might well just favor the home team. And the other thing is Baylor just stinks. I wish it was different. and honestly if if they could if they had just a marginally good offensive line, I would feel a lot more confident in this Baylor team because I like Blake. Um, I like, the, I actually like the tight ends, they haven't been able to get involved very much um, because of the protection and that they need to be in there blocking. Um, but I'm interested to see what Jeff Grimes dials up in terms of some different schemes, and that's things like screen passes, bubble screens, um, some uh jet sweeps, which we saw uh, against Tech really for the first time. I don't know that he employed them in the right situations, but. That's something that could be dangerous for guys like Jordan Neighbors and Monterey Baldwin. But until they do that, it's an offense that scores less than 14 points a game. So uh, you're not going to win many football games, especially on the road, especially in conference when it when you're scoring less than 14 points a game. So that said, I think Cincinnati's going to control the clock, and it's going it, to it's going to play out the way it did against Tech if Cincinnati controls the clock because Baylor is going to be behind early like they always are, and they're taking chances. They're going for it on fourth down, and they're not getting it, <laughs> just like Tech, because this team, in short yardage situations, is one of the worst offenses I've ever seen. They go for a tush-push formation, and then they pitch it back, four yards on a fourth and one, where it's fourth and two, and they're throwing to their fullback. Over 2 on that this year, by the way. So I have I just don't have enough confidence in this Baylor offense to say, yeah, they're going to score enough points to win this game. I hope they can pull out, you know, like that magical quarter they had against UCF and bring that energy with them like they do or like they did in that game and hopefully be road warriors. It would be so ironic, like genuinely ironic if this team is just a great road team, (laughs) the year they have eight home games and they can't qualify for a bowl because they don't have enough road games, wouldn't that just be so delicious? Because last year we were saying Dave Aranda can't win road games. And that might still be true. And I think that is going to be true this week uh, because Cincinnati comes in with a little more muscle, uh, not much, and not, not much more organization, but playing at home. I don't think that actually favors Baylor. So, sorry. But I'll tell you what is going to make you feel good. What's going to make you feel good is Bird Dogs, another sponsor of today's video, because they are the most comfortable clothes you'll ever wear. Like, I'm not even kidding. Shorts, pants, you can wear them for any situation. They've got that stretchy material, that kind of dry fit material. So, you know, the water wicks away quickly, sweat wicks away quickly. And it also is, is like more conducive to your body. I'm I have a catcher's build, okay? You might not see it from the top up on YouTube, but I have Thunder Thighs. And I still like to wear shorts. It gets hot here. It's going to be hot here this weekend. It was hot today. So that's why I love bird dogs because it is it is just enough that it's it's still making you look good. It's form-fitting, but it is not just absolutely tied around your thighs, which is what I need. So it gives you that sculpted look, and it feels good too. And the other thing I mentioned earlier, they're great for any occasion, okay? I'm going to wear them tomorrow sitting on the couch watching Baylor Cincinnati, but I could also wear them in the press box if it was at home because they're for all occasions, date night, golfing, or just lounging around on the couch. Bird dogs, the number one shorts in America. I'm not even kidding. They are so the best. I I wear them all the time. I actually hope they send me some more uh, because I had to buy them because it was before I got this job. Um, So check it out. Bird dogs, get the free water bottle on your first order We all need some more water right now. Baylor makes it like that. So get your free water bottle with your first order and try it, guys. If you haven't tried it yet, it's going to change your life and change your wardrobe. Bird Dogs, sponsor of Locked on Baylor. So looking forward at this game, Cameron, you've given us two completely different sides of the coin. Is Baylor going to win? Is Baylor going to lose? What I'll tell you first is it's not going to be entertaining. Oh boy. If you like good football, this is not the game for you. Let me tell you, this is, uh, this might be the game. This is where it's going to be a benefit. This might be the game that finally gets the national pundits to shut the hell up about whatever they think the big 12 is. It's amazing. We still hear it. They think it's still 2016 big 12 where nobody played defense, you know, Lincoln Riley, Cliff Kingsbury, Dana Holgerson, who's still in the Big 12, but nobody playing defense, just run and shoot, chucking it up and down the field. And it has not been that for four years, at least. Like, that's not what this conference is. Maybe they should go back to that because that was fun. But that's not what this is. And still, the National Pundits, I guarantee you, you'll hear it on College Game Day tomorrow morning I, I don't know the Big 12 schedule. I'm sorry. I don't. But there's going to be some game where Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard, I don't even think he's on there anymore. Pat McAfee will definitely say it. Uh, you know, this is classic Big 12 game. I mean, there's not going to be any defense in this one. Sit the punters. This is good. Give me 42-35. And it will be 28-24 because that's regular football. And that's what we play here in the Big 12 now. But what it's going to take for pundits to stop saying that is the kind of game that we're going to see tomorrow. It's going to be reminiscent of Baylor, Utah. It is going to be an absolute rock fight. Rock fight, I tell you. At least in that game, there were two quarterbacks who just had no feel for the game. This one will have one that doesn't have much of a feel for the game and Emory Jones and Blake Shapin, who won't even have enough time to tell you that he has enough feel for the game because he'll get sacked. Um, and that's not his fault. Um, so this is just two inept offenses who combine to score almost 28 points a game. Combine. <laughs> Neither one is, uh, great at passing the ball, although I think that's better for Baylor, uh, better than Cincinnati and better than them running the ball. Um, and Cincinnati loves, Emory Jones loves throwing it to the other team. So this is going to be a rock fight of short fields, of bad lines, of stuffed runs, of falling short on third and fourth and short, uh, missing guys by 10 yards. This is going to be, it's not going to register on Sicko's committee, but this is going to be the kind of game that Sicko's committee loves. The stadium's going to be a little too big for Sicko's committee. The brands are going to be a little bit too big for Sicko's committee, but it is going to be sicko. It's going to be bad football. Dress the punters for this one. This this game literally could end like 14 to 10. It it These two offenses are that bad. And so that's what you have to look forward to tomorrow. So can I give you a definitive answer on who's going to win? No, I'm not the Lord, although sometimes I think I am. I'll give you a prediction, but the first prediction is it's going to suck to watch. Oh, boy. Uh, if you've got a new girlfriend... Who is trying to get into football and watch it with you, save, save it for another time. And maybe save it for not a Baylor game at this point, but save it for another time to get her into it. This is not going to be the game. Or a boyfriend. I don't know. I I didn't mean to sound judgy there. My girlfriend just doesn't love football. And this would not be the this would not be the advert that I would show her for the great game of football that controls my life most of the year. Um it's gonna suck. There's not gonna be a lot of points. It's gonna be probably dreary because it's in Ohio. It's going to be at 11 a.m., so I'm guessing it's not going to be a great atmosphere there. That said, who do I have to win the game? I know you've been clutching at your radios and your Spotify and your YouTube for 28 minutes. I think Cincinnati's going to win the game. Psych. No, I'm actually picking Baylor. i actually picking Baylor to win this game. I wouldn't have named the video this if I didn't believe it. I hate lying to you guys. I'm picking Baylor. I have just this funny feeling. What are the sources, Cam? What are what are the stats? Just trust me. Trust me. I like Baylor in this game. I honestly think what I said in the first segment that all of that sicko crap, the, 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 the dreary atmosphere, the 11 a.m. kickoff time, being on the road in a half-empty stadium, I think, is going to favor Baylor. I think they're going to ride that. I really do. And lest we forget, I mean, they're coming off a bye week, which this is the best practice team in America. People forget that. Th- this practice team would beat Georgia. If, if we played it in, in the new fudge football complex, Baylor would beat Georgia. It's the best offense in the nation in practice so this is going to feel like a practice. And they've had two weeks to practice. And lest we forget, it was after the last game they played that Monterey Baldwin called out his teammates, in a good way. This has to, I mean, at some point, it has to light a fire under your guys. If the head coach isn't doing it with rah-rah speeches, then hopefully this will. And we know, especially if you subscribe to Baylor Plus, that Jeff Grimes is the rah-rah. He will light it under your butt. For sure. He's not going to kiss you like Bill Cower would. He is going to fire you up. And I think that's going to work in Baylor's favor. I think they're finally going to get some turnovers. And they're going to have short fields. And they're going to score touchdowns. They're going to score touchdowns. I actually believe it. I think Baylor's going to win this game 20-13. to Book it and watch it tomorrow and I will be with you live in the post game so join the chat when it goes to post game we do it very quickly after every game I announced on Twitter when it's going to be uh but thank you for making it your first listen today and every day this has been always will be a Baylor Bear victory on Saturday locked on Baylor